you know, where there's risk, there's reward. My mother said, "You, how old am I? I said, you're 80 years old. They said, have you ever visited me in the hospital? Have you ever, have I ever made you feel sad? Like I'm going to die? I said, no. So why would you do that to your kids? What a burden. I'm doing damage to my own family, but I'm really damaging to my own body, but I'm really damaging my family and ruining their spirits. It's disrespectful. So how you do one thing is how you do everything. On time is late. Yeah. You only get one chance to make a first impression. It's the level of respect you give to yourself. You know, at one point as a mom, you find out there is no limit to me. When I wanted to break down and I wanted to say, oh my gosh, I'm so tired, then I would just write it down. I'm unlimited. Told my daughter, hey, you know, don't eat that or you're going to get fat. And my daughter didn't know what fat meant. Kids don't know what certain words yeah. mean. That was the first time I saw himself feel that way in front of our two-year-old yeah. child. Yeah. So she showed her a video of, of obese people. And then my daughter looked at me and she goes, you're one of those people. Yeah. And so I, I believe this time he succeeded because it was bigger than himself. Yeah. He wasn't doing it for him. He was doing it for our children and our future. But we choose not to leave a fear-based life and the opportunities that this country provides from where you can be to where you can achieve. You can really make your dreams come true and live the American dream. I don't care what anybody else says. If you put the work in, you can get where you want to be. It's like a roller coaster. So unless you seek answers, you're going to make wrong choices. Thank you for being here, um, Tony and uh, Teresa. We're so grateful that you're here and to sit down the conversation with us today. How are you feeling today? Great. Amazing. <laughs> Amazing. Is Monday is always a good day. Okay. Oh, yeah. I love that because usually people, you know, Monday could be a little exhausting, but I love that you're like, Monday is always good. It's always good. Yeah. If you don't let things pile up and you get on top of things immediately, then, you know, it's nothing to drag. It's just yeah. what well, else can I do? Well, the secret is the Sunday work, right? Yeah. Uh, if you can prep yourself Sunday evening, go through your to-do list and get ahead of the game and wake up at 4 a.m. or 5 a.m. in the morning on a Monday, you just feel invincible because you're so ahead of the game. By the time the world wakes up, you're just already getting the replies to right. all of your inquiries. So we love it because yeah. the action starts. We actually dread the weekends and the holidays yeah. because we want things to get done. Yeah. And yeah. when people are on vacation, we're like, oh, my gosh. Or, you know, oh, this holiday, Christmas holiday, yeah. we just count the days until we can work again and get stuff I done. I love that. It's all about organizing. And also, like, I noticed that you both were here on time. So grateful for that. On time so is late. Helpful. I get places early. I have this early thing we talk about because on time is late. And I and I, I talk about that with the kids all the time. I'm like, if it's at one o'clock, you want to be there five minutes early, 10 minutes early to settle down and start on time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's the level of respect you give to yourself, right? You don't want to show up to something late and then have to say sorry or have to think that people think you're sloppy. It's just a level <laughs> of, you know, self-respect that you have to put. And also how you do one thing is how you do everything. Yeah. You only get one chance to make a first impression. Yeah. Right. So you don't want to let lead people to think you're sloppy and late. If that's not who you are. Mistakes yeah. happen, things, of course. Yeah. But you yeah. plan ahead. If you, I'm 46, Teresa's 36. We should know by now. Wow. Yeah. Guys don't like, like, look youthful. Come <laughs> Thank on. Very yeah, youthful, so we, yes. We watched a documentary last night about Thank you. you. And uh, to be honest, I, I am, we are very inspired by that. Thank you. You know, we're like, okay. Since we watched that, okay, let's get go straight. Let's go to the gym <laughs> at the hotel. You know, that's the dry I got from the documentary. What about you? What do you think of the uh, documentary? That's amazing. I just want to congratulate you. You dropped 125 over nine months. That's yeah. impressive. Thank you. Very Thank impressive. So Both yes. of you as a team you. doing very well. And um, first of all, we want to uh, do traditional as a podcast. We want to ask you, 
three things. What are you grateful for today? today. What three things Ooh. you're grateful for today? As a tradition, we ask this to all of our guests. Yeah. Three things you're grateful for today. Okay, well, I guess, well, there are two different three. Let me see. My three things are I'm grateful for waking up mm-hmm. and for talking to our children who we're away from and for my mom who's taking care of the kids to be in good health and good spirits. And uh, so I guess those are two things, right? We're grateful that we woke up. I'm happy I'm alive because yeah. you know, every day is a gift. And yeah. the second thing is that we got a chance to FaceTime our children when they were on their way to school and grandma's happy and everything's happy. And I guess the third thing is I'm here with the love of my life and with you guys. And, yeah. You know, yeah. That's so sweet. Yeah. How about you? I go. Okay. So I'm always grateful for the United States of America. That's like my number one thing because as an immigrant who comes from yeah. a third world country and yeah. seeing what's going on in my country with all the attacks, yeah. I feel blessed and grateful that I'm in this country and the opportunities that this country provides from where you can be to where you can achieve. You can really make your dreams come true and live the American dream. I don't care what anybody else says. Mm-hmm. If you put the work in, you can get where you want to be. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, grateful mm-hmm. for my family, my whole family, my new family with my husband and my children, my family with my mother, my father, my sisters, you know, grandparents. I am very family oriented and I love everyone, like my uncles, my aunts, my cousins, and I'm very tight with them. And I guess the third thing, I'm grateful for health. We're all healthy. Thank God. Everyone in our family is very healthy, good genetics. And so just looking at my, our grandparents, we always say, well, we got a long life. We got good genetics. And that kind of manifests into staying healthy. Right, right. I love that. Um, I'm aware of what's going on in Armenia. And uh, I'm so sorry for that. You are. Uh, wow. I'm also an immigrant too. I mm-hmm. came from the Southeast Asia. Mm-hmm. Have, you heard of, have you ever heard of Myanmar? It's beside Thailand. Mm-hmm. So there's a coup happening. So I migrated from the country uh, two years back. And then here... So, like, when you said that, I'm like, it's kind of a touch, you know? Yeah, I'm well, touched. congratulations yeah, that yeah. you made it, you know? Yeah, thank you. And a lot of people don't have the opportunity we have, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah, I'm so proud of you, too. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so, tell me about the time that you actually start your transformation, July 18, 2018. Yes. Do you fear a failure when you tried at least nine times before that? Well, uh, the goal was to not fail again. And I knew what I had done to fail, which was I didn't get the right help. Right. So, you know, for example, you guys are have this fantastic setup. You're in it to win it. Right. You're not not just doing a podcast on your cell phone. You have the camera, you have the equipment, you have the editors, you have the lighting people, the camera guys. You're in it to win. You're taking all the necessary steps to have a successful podcast show. You know in your heart what it takes and you know when you're kind of like not doing it. So not the nine times that I failed, I was not really doing it. I needed coaching, right? That's why you go to the vault and get mentorship. And at the time, I didn't want to get coaching and I knew I needed it. So Mm -hmm. I hired the right coaching. The same thing that I would do in business, I wasn't applying in fitness and I know Mm -hmm. what to do to succeed in any business. So once I treated my body like I was in the body transformation business and I was made it my business to succeed, I knew I wasn't going to fail. That's why I filmed it. And I, it was another accountability method. If I film it, I have to go through with it yeah. and I'm yeah. going to make a documentary about it. And then my family, you know, my family was on the line. I had a lot of talks with them. They had a lot of interventions with me yeah. and they opened my eyes. You know, it's like I didn't want Teresa said, listen, 
Do you want to be the fat dad to pick up the kids at school? And the schools are teasing our children because you're the fat dad. Mm. Fast forward to us building a big transformation company. A lot of the overweight fathers, the reason why they want to lose weight is because their kids are getting bullied. Oh, your dad's fat. Your dad's fat. That would have been me had she not had the talk with me. My mother said, "You, how old am I? I said, you're 80 years old. They said, have you ever visited me in the hospital? Have you ever, have I ever made you feel sad like I'm going to die? I said, no. So why would you do that to your kids? Imagine you're constantly going in and out of the hospital, which was happening. I was getting all these type of weird chest pains, trouble breathing. So your kids are going to come visit you on a Friday. They're going to see you in the hospital. They're going to be sad. Then they're going to go about their day, yeah. just like awake. They're going to go have fun. They're going to go live their lives. And there I am, fat, sick in the hospital. Mm. But what a burden. What a burden. I'm doing damage to my own family, but I'm really damaging to my own body, but I'm really damaging my family yeah. and yeah. ruining their spirits. Yeah. It's disrespectful. Yeah. It's not what she signed up for. Yeah. So I had to, as a man, as a father, as a leader, do that. You know, yeah. I had been successful as a public figure. I was very comfortable with my weight. It was almost like... Um, I don't know, Tony Soprano comfort, you know, mm -hmm. with my weight. And yeah. people actually, when I lost the weight, they said, I never looked at you as an obese person. Yeah. People were right. in shock. They were like, I didn't know you had a problem with your weight. And I never even thought of you as fat, you know, but I did it for my family mm -hmm. and my yeah. family's motivation and encouragement. And listen, I wanted to look good I for my that. wife, you know, even though she <laughs> loved me for who I was, but you know, <clears throat> there was a moment, and I talk about it in a documentary where my wife, told my daughter, hey, you know, don't eat that or you're going to get fat. And my daughter didn't know what fat meant. Kids don't know what certain words yeah. mean. Yeah. So she showed her a video of, of obese people. And then my daughter looked at me and she goes, you're one of those people. I didn't think of you like that. So who would want their <laughs> kids to look at them like that? That and, was bad. Like you could see his face and the accountability, like, you know, because you want your kids to be proud of you. Yes. So that like he looked as if he, he felt naked. Yeah. You know, to our daughter. He was like, like, that was the first time I saw himself feel that way in front of our two year old yeah. child. Yeah. And so I, I believe this time he succeeded because it was bigger than himself. Right. Yeah. He wasn't doing it for him. He was doing it for our children and our future. Yeah. Right. 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 Oh, I love right. that. I love, I love that drive. The drive. So. Oh, this guy, if he says I'm going to do it, he's not going to just do it. He's going to do it times 10 and build a whole thing on top of it. Just what we're doing. Yeah. He didn't just transform. Now we have a media company. We have a production company. Right. We're up to our sixth documentary. We've won 24 awards already combined. You know, that's a big deal. And that all started from the day that he said, I'm going to lose the weight. Mm. And you know what? Wouldn't hurt if I inspired some other men to do the same. So let me just videotape myself. Yeah. And then it turned into a documentary and then it turned into a docu-series of us doing that. And then, you know, all these other stories are popping out. People are approaching us and it just feels like when you're on the right track right. of doing good, you know, things just glue to you, magnet to you. There's been many other ventures where we wanted to do this and there were just roadblock after roadblock. And we're like, you know what? It's hard work. We should just push, push, push. It'll happen. And it was just so much force. Mm -hmm. But when something is bigger than yourself, when something has such a good purpose, there is no roadblocks. Things are magneting towards us. And we're like, one second, let us breathe. So like you could see when you're doing something right with your life and when you're not doing something right. 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 I see. You speak so highly about Tony. I love that. How do you yes. own me? 
He's my Lion King. I always say. We <laughs> yes. met really randomly, actually. Serendipity is what we say, what yeah. happened. At the time, I was a recording artist and I was um, recording my album and I had a live show coming up and I had a uh, five female pop rock band. Uh, last minute, my violinist had to cancel our live show. Okay. So in downtown, there's a Sheraton hotel and that hotel has a Starbucks and I had a gym membership. So that Starbucks was kind of like my office. <laughs> so I was just there holding an audition, meeting new violinists and to see if they can catch up to the songs and they can play to the life event. And as luck would have it, I showed up a little bit early. The violinist showed up a little bit late and he was having a meeting right next to me. And and you were supposed to actually have a meeting at a different Starbucks. A different Starbucks. And then someone had to use the bathroom. They didn't have a bathroom. So we moved the meeting to the Starbucks across the street. I see. And I, see. I wasn't even supposed to be at the meeting, but it was a business meeting. Um, and it was with a private equity company. So we're sitting there, me and the executives from my company and the COO and all these other people that work for me. And the private equity company was there. And we were talking about royalties and this and that and all the kind of different things. And- so, I was all laser focused, but I yeah. just couldn't <laughs> stop hearing the word royalty. And yeah. I was like, this guy yeah. must be with Sony Records or something. <laughs> <laughs> you know, this guy's, and I'm like, this is it. I'm going to sign a record deal. And that's it. My American dream is coming true. Yeah. So, so I turn around. I'm like, I'm so sorry to interrupt. Are you guys in the music industry? Mm. And he jumps over his friend. My friend who, who, he's a who worked COO. for me. And I say, yes, yes, we are in the music industry. What do you think? <laughs> he almost fell over there. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, started laughing. It was such a nice yeah. you know, moment to be like, oh my gosh, you're so awkward. But yeah. okay, you're in music industry. So right. let's, you know, exchange cards and maybe, you know, we can talk about something. I have an album. I'm doing a music video. And he's like, oh yeah, I can definitely help you with something. Yeah. Well, she was uh, looking to do, she was looking for a location to do a music video. Mm-hmm. And so in my home, it's called the Lolly Mansion in Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. People would use it, 50 Cent, Fat Joe. Mm-hmm. A lot of people do music videos, movies in my home. So I said, sure, you're welcome to try out my home. Um, no problem. So I think the next day she went there, but I wasn't there. My mom, who I bought a whole suite for her. She lives on the ground floor. She let her in and gave her a tour and all that kind of stuff. And there's like a pool and a movie theater and a pool table. And she's like, this house is great. I'd love to shoot the video there. And then I think it was just like, a platonic friendship because it was like a mentor mentee relationship for several months, like three months, I think. Um, Cause she was like, you know, it, it seems like, you know, a lot about business and you know a lot about the industry. I'd love to learn. So we were emailing and talking on the phone um, okay, we, not just emailing. Okay. Yeah. This guy, <laughs> yeah, yeah. This guy and he says, you know, you remind me a lot about me, but kind of with a twist of my mom, like having that immigrant mentality, but you're just like ignorant, go, go, go type of mode. You know, when you just, when you're not informed about a lot of things, you're more delusional about the opportunities. And I like that about myself right. because right. the moment I overeducate myself, it's the end of dreamer I love stage, that. you yeah. know? So... This guy's like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to send you an email. This email is going to have a lot of information. Just check it out. He sends me an email with like 500 links. Well, you've been to the Vault event, yes. right? There's like a <laughs> manual and you go through. It's really a course, right? Yes, and imagine if you work for Valuetainment, you're going through a lot of courses. So in my company, I had a lot of manual, about 50 manuals and 50 exams alongside with over 100 videos just to work for me. As a salesperson, you'd have to pass all those things. She 
was passing it, like knocking it out, sending me emails at three o'clock in the morning because she wanted to learn about business. She wanted yeah. to learn about success and growth in the music industry. So I put her through my whole company tr sales training. So it's kind of <laughs> like white belt to black belt. Like she went through all the levels and was just like shooting me emails, like downloading. I was excited. I'm like, finally, I have somebody who's showing me direction in right. anything. Like I was all by myself in right. the middle of New York. Not knowing, you know, what to do. Yeah. I just had my dreams. And but then this our discussions. Broke it down. Oh, yeah. man. Like our discussions were even more on the same level. Like, right. you know, stuff that I wrote, she was an expert in. And then I was reading her lyrics to her music. And so we became friends. It was very platonic for a couple of months. And then Until I was. Until you stole a kiss. Yeah. Well, what <laughs> happened was she's full Armenian, a very devout Armenian, very patriotic. So she was going to sing at an Armenian uh, concert in Central Park. And I have one Armenian friend that I do real estate with. And it's a female. Mm. It's a very good friend of mine. And I said, listen, I need you to be my wing woman. I love this. <laughs> I, I, she's incredible. I don't want to disrespect her and do anything. Can you just talk to her and feel her out? Maybe she likes me. Maybe she doesn't because she's not giving me any signals. Mm. And it's really a mentor-mentee relationship. So she goes, sure, I'll come along. And she's like, you know, so she she comes along, sees the concert. And Teresa's not really a party person. So I was like, hey, let's go grab, you know, some drinks or dinner after the concert. She's like, oh, you know, I was like, let's just have dinner. You know, she's like, okay, I'll come with you guys. The Armenian friend was like, yeah, come, come join us. So I go to this place that is a restaurant, but then it turns into like a, cl a club lounge at night, like at 11 o'clock. Accidentally. <laughs> so I'm like, we'll have dinner and if things we'll have a dance or something like that. So she's talking to her, my friend, and uh, she's like, you know, Anthony likes you. She goes, yeah, I like him. He's nice. She goes, no, he likes you, likes you. And so whatever they shared some words, I think she told her a couple things about me. And then, yeah, she was like, she was like a paid advisor or something. Like, <laughs> How much do you get paid for this game? She was like, he, you cannot lose this guy. I'm like, I don't even have him to lose him. Like, what are you talking yeah. about? But he was yeah. like, you know, he loves you. He's crazy about you. Do you see, you know, all this? It was like very, very uh, like, I was just. Yeah. Yeah. It was a crazy day. And then, yeah. you know, he's like, well, I happen to know how to dance salsa. Would you like a dance? Give me a signal. She goes, well, it's not a no. So I said, all right, let's dance. And then I danced and then I stole a kiss from her. And then the rest is history. Oh, you know? so that's that so sweet. Yeah. So when you both doing the business together, mm -hmm. how do you give space to each other? Well, I asking for myself too. What's mm, interesting you know. is it didn't start off that way. Us doing business together was more recent. You know, mm. what happened was, interestingly enough, so we started our courtship process. We were dating um, and things escalated and got serious. She's a serious woman. And she's like, hey, where are we going with this thing? And I actually went out to Armenia to meet her family. I brought my mom and mm. it was a good vetting process. Yeah, he hired a, a translator to hired a translator. ask for my hand for my dad. Yeah. It was the funniest uh. thing. So I got to meet <laughs> he her family. A few an, words too. an incredible yeah. family. You know, uh, her uncle is a congressman. Her dad's a math professor. Her grandparents own a caviar farm. Beautiful people. Armenia is a beautiful country. They're amazing people. But her family is like even to the 10th level with kindness yes. and generosity. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I got to meet everyone and uh, I was like, this is incredible. And so, you know, she uh, was very ambitious. And the reason why we met was she was trying to pursue a singing career. She had mm -hmm. completed an album. She actually did meet the Sony executive 
and she turned down an opportunity. Warner right? Brothers. Warner Brothers. She <laughs> oh. turned down an opportunity to work. She graduated uh, summa cum laude. So, yeah, I graduated from an accounting school and a college and... I was going to work for Deloitte and Touche. Right. But then I said, you know, I have my diploma. I can always come back to this. I'm here for a different reason. I'm yeah. here for the big, big mm -hmm. dreams. Yeah. So, so I stopped that. I started waitressing at Del Frisco's in Manhattan, which is where you could meet all the executives and all the, you know. Mm -hmm. So that was yeah, for me was not like a networking opportunity. And if I was going to waitress, I wanted a $120,000 waitressing job. So, yeah. you know, like that gave you the opportunity to not only be able to fund your album, fund your photo shoots, fund your conservatory for acting. So I was able to, all, you know, and choose her own hours. She got the premium time. I don't know any servers that make $120,000 a year, but she was at 25 yeah. years old, like, you know, banking. And then you can, you know, you can call out, you can shift the change. So right. I was like my own boss as far as like my schedule went. So if I had an audition, I was able to just, you know, give it to my friend. You had and a 401k go. that was being matched too. Like oh, a lot of it. cool Roth stuff. IRA, I yeah, flipped yeah, it into. Yeah, yeah. It was like I was getting educated a lot. Yeah, yeah in yeah. that restaurant. That restaurant was amazing. So yeah. we got together and we started talking about where our life is going to go and what we want to do. And she's like, "Yeah, I'm excited, whatever." Then I said, "I have good news and I have bad news." <laughs> I said, Hi. "The good news is, is I I want to marry you. I see ourselves together. The bad news is, is I'm not really interested in marrying Jennifer Lopez." With your ass shaking on stage and dancing and doing all that kind of stuff is not really the what I'm looking for. I'm looking for a wife and a mother and, a, you know, uh, I'm well off and you actually don't need to work. And you can really focus on being a mom. And she actually sacrificed that and decided to focus on being the world's greatest mom and the world's yeah. greatest wife. Mm -hmm. But all the that funny ambition, part. all that ambition went into my parenting, <laughs> which actually parenting. I'm very grateful yeah. about. Yeah. Very grateful that he stood his ground because at that at that point I was very. Um, uh, well, you come here I as an immigrant, taken away like, by the wanna... glam and the glitz and everything, yes. right? So, but you know, ultimately, as a woman, you want yeah. a family, you want children, and all that stuff. So, I always thought I have. A lot of time for that. I have that. That's later. That's later. But I'm very grateful for him for stepping in and making the family as a priority. And I quickly changed my mindset saying, you know what? All my ambition, all my hard work, all my dedication, I'm going to put it into the kids. Right. So yeah. soon enough, you know, I started doing pregnancy modeling for fun. And then when Love was born, we named her Love, our daughter. Um, my agent called me and she and he said, I have this, you know, Pampers is looking for a Middle Eastern uh, mom with her own real baby, two weeks old. And I was right. like, well, love is two weeks old and yeah. I'm Middle Eastern. Let's go. So we yes. end up booking that. Oh, and wow. I was like, oh my gosh. So I can actually do some modeling stuff, you yes. know, still kind of oh, keeping wow. it in the yes, industry sure. to have fun, but focusing on her. So I built her profile. I treat it as a business. Yeah. And, you know, seven years later, she's picked up by Zendaya's manager right. and she's done 75 projects. She's done a ton of national commercials and fee, uh, film and TV and off Broadway, and she's got a whole. She's making money. She's got stock. Yeah. <laughs> she's got a stock portfolio. She's you know. incredible. She's like, when and... am I gonna buy a building, Dad? And <laughs> yeah. I'm like, yeah. soon, soon. Just do a few more commercials. You'll be able to buy your own. Building. So she really was instrumental in building her career and and also being on camera simultaneously with her in certain commercials and. You know, when you think about child actors, the car commercial has a kid in the back seat. They're getting paid to do that, you yeah. know, and, yeah. and wearing sneakers and shoes and modeling. So she was involved in all of that stuff. And uh, and in those shoots, 
Interesting because there's also, they want the dad and the mom. Because I was obese, I was never chosen as the dad. So that was another motivating factor to lose the weight because it was a lot of things that they had some actor come in. And be <laughs> Remember the the, when Legend was born, we got that backpack commercial yeah. where they cast Legend. Yes. Now the the two months old Legend, yeah. me and Love, yeah. and a and a model, you know, yeah. guy, model guy to be yeah. the dad, and he's just like standing there. He's like. <laughs> on fire. You could see his face. <laughs> you know? You know, it was definitely a reflection was, on like uh, why. Yeah. You know? Because yeah. so, he's very handsome. Yeah. But the, you know, the look. people have that judgment. Like they don't want to cast you in projects, you know, if you're overweight. So uh so she ended up doing that and then uh we started really hiring the best, just like we did coaching for fitness or business or anything like that. We hired coaches for parenting. Because there's no school for learning how to be a parent. Mm. So you know, we decided to get the world's best coaches to teach us everything from breastfeeding, right, to sleep I joined, training. I joined groups. And I actually, you were asking me, I advise every wannabe mom mm -hmm. to join a breastfeeding group at least. All right. You yes. know, yes. there's La Leche League, La Leche League. League. They have locations everywhere. Okay. That's like the minimum you can do, right? Just join yeah. a group, go to right. a few meetings, see how the moms are, you know, living their lives. Okay. And there's, they're more like the advocates for the attachment parenting, for emotional bonding and everything. So you get it like the switch happens in your mind, right? right. Then these people re refer you to doulas and midwives and all the healthier way of delivering the baby and doing. So a lot of the pregnant moms are like so focused on the baby shower and the gift and how to decorate the room. They skip the point of, okay, how am I going to deliver? Mm -hmm. Okay, and when it, baby comes... How am I going to, you know, sleep with the baby? Am I going to sleep train? Am I not going to sleep train? These are more detrimentally important than mm -hmm. a baby shower. That's just right. going to be one event and done. Right. You know, so I feel like our society is focused on so many wrong things versus yeah. the wrong. Like right you things. mentioned before the show, getting educated. What kind of birth do you want? A natural yes. childbirth? Do you want the epidural? Yeah. What happens if they say the umbilical cord is strangling the baby's neck? Yeah. Do you do the right. C-section? Right. Do you not do the C-section? Should you have a doula? Should you have a midwife? All of these questions, yeah. right? What happens if the baby's not turning in the stomach? How do you do it? Do you do chiropractic? Do you do the baby yoga? Yeah, like, like our what's son good? was 42 weeks. And they said, to, like, if he doesn't come today, like, tomorrow we have to do a C-section. We have to induce you. 42 <clears throat> weeks, the guy wasn't coming out. So the last resort, I went to a prenatal chiropractor. They laid me down, did a few adjustments. The baby basically came out. And then when I stood up, I was in labor immediately. Because wow, somehow the amazing. baby's head was stuck uh, in the wrong bone position. And, you know, we all have uneven bones. There's leg shortness. There's leg length difference. There's different things. You're not getting adjusted daily or weekly, right? Yeah. A lot of moms, we don't. And all those adjustments can play a crucial role. Well, you so carry a 40-pound medicine <laughs> ball for nine months. See what yeah. happens to your back. You know yeah. what I mean? And it's the way we're holding things, the way we're moving. You know, we have fascia. We have muscle structure that slowly pulls one side, to, you know, a little bit this way. Your bones get out of whack and the baby can't go to the right place. It's mm -hmm. kind of very normal. This is why every mom ends up in C-section. Every mom right. ends up induced because we're not really understanding where is the core issue. So now yes. if you did that kind of prenatal adjustment and the baby's ready, the baby slid right out and I was in water right. birth. And these are important decisions, yeah. right? You know, for a woman especially, yeah. you know, you have a baby, you know, you deal with potential stretch marks and then that big scar. 
right? Yep. Yep. So how does that help a woman's self-esteem and confidence after having the baby? Your life is over. You can't go to the beach. Like, what's the story? These important decisions you want to know. So we knew this going into it. We got did the right research, hired the right people, and took the right action steps to avoid those problems and, yeah. you know. Especially him. He doesn't have the stretch marks. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. So, I love so, how men tag themselves <laughs> along with the wee wee wee. But, so, you know, he was there doing the, doing the hard work so, of videotaping. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so, but no, I got to tell you, the doula as a guy is really good because it's like a wrestling. There's like something called tag team, right? If you get tired, you yeah. tag someone. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, like, they could be in labor 24 hours, 30 hours, and, you know, they need you and you need to rest or you need to go out or use the bathroom someone's yeah. there you know helping you and they do the massages and all that kind it's of so stuff. funny you know as a as a mom in delivery it's you know how <clears throat> beyonce says she has the sasha fears the alter ego yeah there's an alter ego in yeah. a mom who's becoming a mom where it just kicks in and at that moment even though you're like i don't want it like this let's just cancel this i want to go back i don't want to have the baby like but you can't, right? So yeah. that next level of mental insanity kicks in and you're like, no matter what, I'm having this baby. And then when you have a doula, doula is like a mental coach, right? Mm -hmm. She says, you know, everyone does it. Your body's meant to do this. You know, you're going to do this. And you just need that little bit of push and support versus having it's like great. a husband it's like who's a freaking boxer out. in the corner right? yeah. <laughs> telling you how to win the fight. Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. know what to say. I'm not a woman. I've never seen yeah. people give and birth. And even though we important. went through so much training together, yeah. we went through hypnobirthing sessions as pregnant couple. We went through a lot of stuff. But at the moment when it's happening, they lose their cool. They're like, oh my gosh, my baby's suffering. You know, what right. if something happens to my new baby? Let me take them to the hospital. Right? Yeah. But right. the doula has seen yes. this time and time and time. And she's like, you're doing yeah. fine. You know, like it's, you know, two more minutes contraction. Then you got yeah. five minute break. You got this. Two and more it's minutes. it's not even that expensive. What is it? 150, 350 Nothing. bucks. It doesn't and break the also, bank to get yeah. that kind they of help. They advise you, know you on I mean? the placenta, by the way. And, you know, I cut my placenta, but I actually turned it into pills and I took it. Yeah. Oh, that's very smart. It's very smart. Yeah. I did it with my second because I wasn't informed. And again, so it goes... It goes back to surrounding yourself with new moms before becoming a mom. See, I wish I could take time back, join the La Leche Lee group before having my daughter. Even though we did all the classes, you know, we were getting into mm -hmm. it, but we were with pregnant women. It, it, we weren't it, with moms who just had the babies right. or are nursing for a year. Surround yourself with the moms who just went through the experience between zero to a year, right? right? And that's where you get the wisdom. That's where everybody's like, oh yeah, I had a water birth. Oh yeah, I had a home birth. Those are the organic types of moms that are going to be like, yep, I nursed my babies till five years old. And you're like, oh my gosh, like this is possible. And you hear all these stories. You're like, yeah, if they could do it, I could do it. And yeah. that's really the power that I got with my second delivery and the second birth and all of that. Um, I had the crew. I had the moms, you know, you can text them. Which right. doula did you use? Did you get rid of your placenta? Did you do this? Did you do that? And now I'm here even hearing you should never cut the placenta. You should let the placenta stay on the baby. Those are crucial stem cells that yep. we cut away. I got, now I feel guilty. I'm like, I got my baby's, you know, um, stem cells into me, even though it didn't go to waste. Mm -hmm. right? When you cut the placenta, you give it to the hospital. They actually use that thing. Yes. They use your stem cells. They use your baby stem cells, which should have been in your baby. 
So that's like a big topic that I've been researching and how crazy as becoming a mom, you know nothing. You know nothing. Fast forward, we get through the parenting stage where the kids are stable. I do my transformation. The question was business, right? How does she involve the business? So, Mm -hmm. you know, she conquers momming and that's a still, you know, ongoing process where you have to learn. You can conquer age two, but try age three, four, five, six. So it's (laughs) always a new learning curve. There's always a lot of books. There's always a lot of education. But once she got that stable, um, we were in a situation where now the roles were reversed. Two kids later, she's the one out of shape and I'm in incredible shape. So she has mm. the mom bod and I told her not to go on stage and shake her ass, but I'm on stage half naked. <laughs> and so everything that um, she dreams of doing, <laughs> I'm doing. And she's like, wait a minute, you know, I feel left out. I want, I think I can do this. I was on stage. I can do this. And and then she's like, and I'm like, you know, this transformation thing is not easy. She's like, I I can do it. And all of a sudden she's like dedicated herself to go to the gym and do her own transformation. She's like, I can do this. And I want to compete because I was about to go on this big, long competition run and film a docuseries. She's like, well, why don't I do it with you? I'm like, you sure you want to do this? She's like, yeah, you coach me, you train me. We can do this together as a couple. So she decided to really put everything on autopilot and really get really good at momming and, and, you know, manage that and then go into physical fitness and really embark in her own transformation. So we trained for nine months. She went from barely able to doing a deadlift with just a bar to deadlifting 225 pounds, squatting me on, on on her shoulders when I'm 225 pounds deadlifting, looking incredible. Then she's ready to compete. She wins her pro card. The first time she's on stage at the WBFF. And then we filmed it and turned it into a six episode docuseries called the super lollies where she, we competed around the world 32 times. She won a second pro card in Europe. Like took home seven trophies. And so like, and she's like, what else is next? I could do this. I could do the business stuff too. Whatever we're doing in the business world, I could knock that out the park. It's all about the excitement about life, right? Right. Like when you don't want to tap out, you want to learn, you want to grow. I feel like there's no limit. Yeah. So I said, she's like, this real estate thing you're doing, I could do that because we own a lot of real estate, multifamily. She's like, like, give me a shot. You know, so yeah, she just, turns, just show me what's up. Yeah, like, show I me what numbers. to do. I'll do it. And yeah. she's it's like, you know a, what? This is going to be harder nothing. than delivering a baby. And, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I nursed each of them for three and a half years. And that was the difficult, difficult thing. It, even though it was enjoyable, it was excellent for their emotional development, emotional intelligence and the confidence that you've noticed. Just hard. It yeah. was hard on my body. It took a toll. It was taking my vitamins, you know, and I didn't really have a coach, a dietitian to fulfill me with my minerals. So I was just being this complete selfless mom, which is actually not that great because later mm. on, had I not turned myself around and gotten into fitness, I would have been at a worse place. Right. But the moment I got on top of me, I got the coaches and they said, well, you know, you're not eating enough protein. You're my back would be so tired all the time. It's because you don't have the two back muscles supporting your spine. You just right. carry two babies, you know, and everything just goes out of whack. Your thyroid, your hormone, your yeah. this, your that. Yeah. And then once you're doing fitness, you figure out how much is missing, how much guidance moms aren't yeah. getting. You're mm. just watching the babies and you're being selfless, but you're depleting. You're depleting. That's why by the time the kids are teenagers, you're done. Like yeah. you're 
emotionless, you're tired, your right. thyroid is all messed up, your body's out of whack, your husband yeah. doesn't want you, you don't want to go shopping. You know what I mean? Right. It's Moms go through the ringer because there's no mom coaches. I feel like just like the fitness coaches, how we were transforming, literally, they would tell us 0.60 grams of salt a day. I mean, uh, we we measured our salt. Everything was grammed out. If the moms get this kind of coaches, right, right, about vitamins, minerals that are depleting from their bodies, how much better our families would be? Because if the mom is happy, the kids would be happy. The husband would be happy. The family <clears throat> unit would stay a unit, you know? Right, right. A lot is missing in our society. Yeah. You talk about hormones, right? So yeah. how did you balance your hormone or like are you still how do you balance your hormones yeah because it's still it's still it's up yeah. and down right because we yeah. have a lot of hormones more we than have men. three yeah. men have one yeah. we have three yeah we, so, we're lucky we're <laughs> <laughs> so lucky and you know, I sometimes I argue with God you know like yeah. why yeah why? give no. them something more you know no. give them another responsibility Tony, brother I want to ask you do you know Teresa Circle like, do you keep track of circle, circle? meaning what? Cycle. cycle. Oh, like her a, cycle? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't even think she keeps track of it. She's just like, we're oh, so you busy, know, honestly. Yeah, we're so just, busy. I don't why? know. Why? Is there a. Yeah, because, you know, depends on your circle, your hormones change. Because, mm. you know. She was never a moody person or snippy. That. that was something that. very interesting. A lot of people talk about it. She's normal. The only but thing that happens is... I'm aware is, of it. I'm right. aware yeah, that I, I could so. become moody or whatever. And also you're very, uh, uh, like, you know, into fitness. And right. you're very health conscious. Yeah. yeah. That's why your hormone would be, like, balanced. So yeah. let's mm -hmm. say if you do not work out, if you don't help, yeah, the hormone's going to be fluctuating. Yeah. 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 I love there's that. There's external... There's need for external minerals right. and supplements. Yeah. We do so, notice a change. Like, she's normally running at 110%. So then when she's having her cycle, she's at 90 so there's like so a yeah. noticeable there's difference, like a, you know? A day or two, two where <laughs> she, I feel like yeah. the ground is pulling me down. Right. Like there's just right. like yeah. saggy, like our daughter says saggy waggy. I feel very <laughs> saggy waggy. And I just know, I just know. I'm like, hon, you know, I need I need a light day oh, today. Yes. So we just know the routine. I guess so, so I, you're you, right. You so communicate with Tony. Oh, like, you know, yeah, like, yeah, tired, yeah. like I'm downbeat. It's no, funny, it's not doing our training, right? I was like, what's going on? How come you can't? do this heavy yeah, weight this yeah. time. Drastic, right. drastic difference. It was a difference. big difference. And then yeah. we didn't figure it out until like a couple months into it. Like, wait, this is what it is. It's the yeah. cycle. Yeah. Because it was weird. It was like a one week that she was like underperforming. And we're so go. We're not even, we don't think about the negative. Yeah. We're just like, and then we kind of like, okay, it's biology. Yeah. <laughs> you know? But hormones, you were asking. Yes. We have a homeopath and yeah. I okay. encourage everybody to go get a homeopath. Mm -hmm. Do your testing once a year. Ch you know, keep track. Absolutely keep track. Hormones yeah. are the first thing to go in women, yeah. you know, yeah. and keep track, supplement yourself. It's the most important thing. And now, actually, we just finished filming Biohack Yourself documentary. Yeah. Um, that's part one. The interest was so much. We are actually forced to film another one with joy and bless, you know, blessings, yeah. of course. But we found out even the next level of how to regulate hormones, how to really keep yourself not only maximize and optimize but just go to that superhuman levels. I mean, right. you look at J-Lo, you look at um, Tom Brady, Elon Musk, yes. like you're saying these people have so much stress, so much action. How are they able to have that yeah. kind of energy, that kind of youthfulness? Yeah. Because they all do the extra stuff. Right. You know, yep. and right now, 
our, our soil lacks minerals. We all yes. know everything, but we choose not to live a fear-based life. We choose yeah. to learn, yeah. also inspire our audience, our mm-hmm. viewers, and just let's go, let's go. If we need to do a cold plunge every day, let's do it. You know, we're in this life. <laughs> okay. Instead of sitting there complaining, our yeah. water is toxic, our air is toxic. Oh my gosh, be careful, be careful, yeah. be careful. Mm-hmm. Glyphosate, this that. glyphosate, that. that. Fine, okay, how do, we, how do you really get rid of the glyphosates? You know, what meat do you eat? Farm-raised, you know? And uh, what is it? Grass-fed, grass-finished. Yeah. This is another thing I found out later as my kids were, you know, growing up. I'm like, but do, you, do should I really eat meat? What about this antibiotic? Is grass-fed really grass-fed? <laughs> I, I went to farmers. I took it to the next level. I'm like, so what do your cows do when they're eating grass? Where do they rest? Like, you really want to know. And it's, it should be grass-fed, grass-finished. Because they uh, are supposed okay. to be eating grass for the whole life, not grass fed for the first week. And then they're in, you know. Oh, right. Well, okay. Mm-hmm. This is a new information. Very yeah. new. Every this day new I come up across very new information. The learning never stops, honestly. We're excited, though, because learning never stops. It's exciting to learn new things. It's, it's exciting what the humans are capable of doing, mm-hmm. how many machines there are. I mean, yeah. Elon Musk's does hyperbaric chambers you know kim yep. kardashian has it beyonce has it yep. all of them so humans are capable of living and evolving and being healthy this is not yep. the end this is the beginning of a new era you know everybody says covid was a big reset yeah maybe it was a big reset for the next level of humanity yes you know oh, i love that i love that you mentioned that yeah do you have like any morning ritual that you usually do you both do like a, when it's come to like use a little I biohacking, think, <laughs> you know, I want to know. I think a lot of there our rituals are done at night with regards to cooling down and prayer with yeah. our kids and our family. Yeah. So we're already planned for the morning. And the biohacking stuff, we try to do it organically. Okay. Mm-hmm. So if there's uh, emails we need to address or cell phone work that we need to do. We're doing it on the PEMF mat. We're doing red light therapy, mm. things like that. Mm-hmm. You know, we try to ground a lot with our children. Yeah. So walking on the sand, Anytime walking can, on any that. opportunity, especially, you know, if there's grass around, you know, you can take off your shoes and just walk. Yeah. Or walk we're really in kindergarten. As far yeah. as biohackers, we're yeah. kindergarten level. Right. So we've got a few machines. We've got a few mats from the most reputable companies, at mm-hmm. least. We know that these are the best ones right. in their field but we're doing them not as like organized and routine like we do them a little bit sloppy like just bringing them into our lifestyle for now yeah uh recently i bought this thing that should harmonize the entire frequency of the house and all of the wi-fi and radiation is balanced out so again so for now we're just learning as much as we can and we were on your seats when we were doing our biohacking documentary which we just finished filming yeah so we were asking them what's your routine you know, and so we're now watching back and jotting the notes <laughs> yeah. of what actually resonates with us and what right. can we can uh, bring into well, our more lives. We're aware too, you know. Right. A lot of video games, you know. I don't know if you used to play when you were a kid. Video games. Yeah. A lot of times, it's about being able to take the bullets and yeah. then getting to the next phase where you get like an extra life or an extra suit of mama to take more bullets. <laughs> and we're recognizing that, you know. Once we have this coat of armor, we recognize there's other bullets. So you have mm-hmm. to kind of keep yeah. going to the next level to protect yourself because, okay, there's 5G and then there's, mm-hmm. a, you know, these power out- outlets that are not covered and they're open. That's also, you know, 
damaging you yeah. as you yeah. walk around. Yeah. When you really think about it, all these open electrical outlets at all That's levels, true. what is that doing to your body? You know, That's when true. you're going through the airport and you're going through the metal detectors, that's oh, another. By the way, you can opt out of going through the machine. And I just did it. And I yeah. felt so powerful. And they yeah. said, I was like, I want to opt out. Right. But <laughs> and they were like, um, OK, step here. They treated me like crap. Yeah. Um, because what? they were mad that I have to go through the extra step of patting you down. They're like, you don't mind us patting down? I'm like, nope, pat me all down. I'm not going through the machine. And I was able to go. Yeah. Oh, so wow. again, wow. it's all about that, yeah. you know. Are you able to even sustain walking through it? So, like, there's a lot of things that you need to do to because that could be the breaking point. What is the straw that breaks your body's back? It could be the, you know, how frequent you fly and that you didn't, you, you're, you're yeah. having this kind of food and the glyphosate and the other, you know, all the different pesticides and the vegetables and the salad that you eat. That's also damaging your inside. So you can't take a body blow going through a metal detector. Yeah. Let's say somebody that is a little bit more careful. It's all about, you know, what kind of coat of armor you have. Right. So speaking of flying, I'm sure you guys fly a lot. Yeah. Right. So how do you prepare to fly? Because, you know, when you fly, you get bloated too. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like your yeah. body gets bloated. During competitions, it was a thing, actually, because you have to be completely muscle and skin, right? Yes. So we would fly yeah. five to seven days ahead of a competition. We okay. really got to know our bodies and the precision, you know, of how it works. A lot of sodium. A lot less of sodium. Yeah. Yeah, do you, you drink okay. manuals in there in the water? We were manual? doing everything. We everything, had a homeopath yeah. working with us. We had a coach working with us. A you know, a workout coach as well as a nutritional coach, a supplement coach. So, you know, we really, it was a, a worldwide experience for us that we understood how the bodies react. Right now, we're very chill about, you know, bloating. Okay, whatever. Yeah. It bloats, you know? <laughs> we're doing another <laughs> transformation now, but yeah. it's not as strict as, let's say, a competition. Yeah. yeah. So right. it's more right. a general transformation. So. Right. To tell you about the morning routines from yes. what I, I learned from our filming and Maybe next time we have a podcast, we will have a very strict routine. But from what I was understanding is, you know, air is number one, because if you can't breathe for like, you know, more than so many minutes, you're dead. It's air, it's um, light, it's water, it's food, right? Mm -hmm. So food, we already kind of have a more general idea of how to kind of feed ourselves. Um, the air was very interesting of how much we don't take those deep breaths, mm -hmm. how much, you know, yeah. the entire United States, probably 80% has a leaky gut, which means like lack of oxygen going to your brain, which is the cause of Alzheimer's, they're saying. Yes. I don't know. I haven't researched it. But what they said is if in the morning you can satisfy your light, your air and your water, mm. right, you're setting your circadian rhythm in, in the right direction once you set that whole thing up. so. I personally wake up four o'clock in the morning almost every day, four, four thirty. Yep. So I'm like, so how am I gonna get that light? The sun isn't even up. Right. Right. So there's a routine where all these other people who who do wake up early, they have a red light set up. Yeah. So they'll actually expose themselves to the red light as they do their breathing exercise. Yeah. Then you do the PMF mat where yes. you get that pulse magnetic grounding from the earth. So you can actually transform your little apartment or home or room in your house. Um, to the nature and what yes. the nature can give you. So if you don't have that opportunity to get up and walk and do the light at this time, you have kids, you have to cook, you have to go, you have to go to school, you know, yeah. you have work waiting for you. You can actually transition and bring the nature yes. into your own apartment, get that routine, get your body tricked a little bit. Yeah. I know it sounds bizarre, yeah. but in this busy day, I'd rather do that than not yeah. do anything. Mm. So there's routines that I'm working on and I'll let you know when I have it, but <laughs> to satisfy your light, air, water, 
love is that. number love one. It. No, I think it's really smart because you you're a busy mom and you gotta optimize your environment. You Absolutely. can't just wait the sun to come up. I can't with your time. No. That we'll do that in another 10 years. Yeah. Well, look, you know, when we homeschool the kids and the school is not dictating our schedule, 100 mm. percent You know, I'll wait for the sun to come. I'll grace the sun with my grounded feet and my breath work and all that. But yeah, right now, I love that. You know, love our it. kids are going to school because, you know, they're actors and they're gonna be actors for the rest of their lives. And we chose these crucial years for them to go to school because it's so detrimental for yeah. their social mm-hmm. skills. Mm-hmm. So right. now we have to abide by the school schedule. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. I see. I see. Um, do you also meditate? Because you do breath work. I don't sure. meditate. Yeah. I pray. We're prayers. We believe in God. So I, we, you know, I feel like meditation is when you're with mm-hmm. your mind, right? When you just really focus on your thoughts. I don't necessarily sit and do the whole thing. Mm-hmm. But as I'm laying, let's say every night I lay down with the kids, we co-sleep together until mm-hmm. today. They're five and seven. We sleep together. And they were asking, how long are we going to sleep with you guys? Like, how long do <laughs> you guys want? Honestly, you know, they're like, no, even if I get married, I want to sleep with you guys. Oh, that's very cute. We went on a little mini vacation recently. And um, this place we rented had a beautiful uh, children's bedroom with a, a slides bunk and, and bunk slides beds and, stuff, and yeah. all that. And we're like, okay, you want to try something cool? You want to sleep there? And, you know, it's a big playground room. And they didn't want, they wanted us to sleep in there. So yeah. we ended up sleeping in the <laughs> they room. They put us in the bunk bed. Now four of us yeah. are in the tiny bunk bed. They're like, you know, this is how we enjoy. But um, uh-huh. going from there, so when, I, when I'm trying to put them to sleep, right, I have to say, okay, that's it. Once we pray, there's no more sound after praying. And so you're still laying there and you have to like really... Breathe calm so they start knocking out, right? And so that's the time that I use to visualize our future and whatever. Uh, So maybe that's meditation in its own way. But we just use prayers, you know? Yes, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's wonderful. I love that. I love that. That's how you do Y down as a family at night. Oh, yeah. Well, as a dad, you'll know when you become a dad, you have to fake a lot of sleeping to get your kids sleeping. So there's a lot of fake sleeping that goes on. Because you have to pretend to be knocked out because they will constantly wake up and you have to pretend to be like okay they want to talk to you they want to tell you everything about the day yeah get ready okay (laughs) Okay. that's our family construction right so if other families have their their children in their room they they set up other routines there's multiple Multiple millions of ways ways. of doing bedtime we prefer this way Mm -hmm. and it gives us that chance to really have them sink into our arms as they fall asleep Mm -hmm. it's like the best feeling in the world Their angelic yeah. faces. Yeah. Once the, once the chitter chatter ends, oh, yeah. and you know, and you're like, oh my gosh, you're so peaceful, you're so quiet, <laughs> and you're still awake, and there's quiet, and they're on your shoulders, so you can't really move. You have nothing to do. Yeah. You can't be on your phone. So all you do is you stay with your thoughts and your future thoughts yes. and your future. And there's other life. things, interesting things. There's a joke. You once you become parents, you'll see a lot of you know Instagram parent stuff, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> so you you pick up your kids from school. And you'll say, how was school? Fine. They don't really get into it. And then right before they go to bed, well, you know, Sally told me this. They want to really, they kind of have time to meditate and rehash. Uh, So then you have to, you know, engage in those. You could have a two-hour podcast with your kid just about what happened. And sometimes there's confrontation. There's things that you have to address that things happen in school and there's teachable moments. And so there's a lot of things that happen that kind of shift your and you have to adjust and then maybe but it's always at night, yeah, right? It's always bed. right before yeah. bed. They have this, you know, and there's moments also where the kids like in the morning, 
if they're well rested and it was a good night's sleep, they wake up with a, a, a next level intelligence and vocabulary. And you right. capture that moment. Which fades away moment. during fades the Fades away. <laughs> but within the first like five minutes of them waking up, it's almost like they're another person. And because of that good REM sleep that they get, they're, they're really talking. You're like, who is this? Yeah. Is this oh, like a- that's another thing. Sleep, right? So we just <clears throat> yeah. got our sleep yeah. trackers and we're going to okay. get into that. We're yes. going to okay. start yeah. tracking and and uh, optimizing sleep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's very smart. Sleep yeah. is the most important thing. Yeah. Yes, it Forget is. It. Yeah. 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 Air, sleep. That's right. So I forgot sleep yeah. okay. in the routines. Tony, um, do you have like a, any, like a summary advice for a, a new, like a person, a man who's trying to be a, a dad? Ask him for someone. <laughs> a yeah. man? Well, there's advice on which level. Give me which um, level. So like, okay, I'll just put it less as, as an example for, from us. Because I would plan to have a baby. Yes. Yeah. But sometimes, you know, do you, are you, do you feel like you 100% ready sometimes? Not ready. Like, not much yeah, so ready. Like, on oh, and should off, we do right? this? Should we not do it? It's like well, back the, and forth. There's different right? readies, right? Uh, there's ready financially. There's ready schedule wise. There's ready for um, the thing. Because the, uh, the wife changes for a lot of good reasons, right? You know, you're going through it very you know, traumatic thing, depending on how you handle it yeah. and how you handle your health before, during, right. and after. Yeah. Um, and then say, there's lack of sleep. Yes. As a mom, mm-hmm. you know, it, it could be hurtful to the relationship if you're not prepared or busy or understanding because you're talking to a zombie because you know, there's a movie uh, with Sylvester Stallone. It's called Lock Up. And one of the tortures they try to do is called sleep deprivation torture, where he have to wake up every 10 minutes and say his name and his prisoner number. And he did that for like three days straight. And then he broke him down to finally admit the secret. Mm. When I watched her, the baby wakes her up every hour, every two hours, every three hours. She's up and not just up like breastfeeding and this and that and changing, changing diapers. diapers. So this is not the same human being. So you also have to have a level of patience and understanding as a husband, as a man. As you sleep 10 hours a night. Right. And if you're, you know, if you're used to getting 100% of the attention, you might, you're not. You're dividing the attention. So there's a lot of those things that you need to prepare for as a dad, as a husband. And um, then also, you're also useless too. Like you don't have breasts. There's not much you can do. That's really the time. <laughs> so you, you got a lot of skin to skin. Right. So skin to skin is important. To do a lot of yeah, skin. skin so to skin is important. The afternoon naps were amazing because mm-hmm. that's the only time you can put the baby on daddy's chest. Right. And right. go do something for yourself. And you're providing relief too, mm-hmm. like to, and to the that tired emotional mom, bonding you know? is yeah. priceless. Yeah. You know how the brain develops up to 50% in the first year. Right. And then right. up to 70% in the second year. Yeah. So yeah. if you guys, my one advice for you guys as, you know, as a couple trying to have a baby, mm-hmm. have two years for the mom set aside with no work. Mm-hmm. That can make or break your new family. Because he was providing, I was home. And that was... Amazing because I was able to learn everything. I was like, I was obsessing over parenting, right? I was reading every article. I was listening to audiobooks at every second that I had a minute. And that was my one and only interest. I never wanted him to wake up, change diapers. I wanted him to go provide us with a good luxury living. You know, I was like, I'll wake up. Don't worry. I'll also nap in the daytime with the kid. I will provide all the emotional bonding, all the emotional intelligence. The brain is developing now. Up to 70%, your baby is going to be this same human being for the rest of their lives. Right. Mm. So if you can set aside two years of the mother's life where you can give this baby your all, 
you know, and of course, engage the dad and what the books that you would read, you would delicately and elegantly engage the father in a lot of things without nagging and demanding and saying, well, I changed yeah. the diapers last night. Yeah. You got to do yeah, that. You don't want to keep know, You don't want to do that. That's the yeah. wrong thing You want to the do. dad right. to provide. You want the mom to, to do what they're meant to do. And the right. baby, by the way, up until like nine months, they're, they don't even know they're a separate person. They still feel like they're a part of you. So the whole three months of being out of work and I'm back to work for the moms in this society is bizarre to me. And this is yes. why the children are so detached. This is why yeah. our Disney cartoons, you know, the moms are always dead in the movies. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. The moms are dead. Elsa's mom is dead. Yeah. The, you know, Sleeping Beauty's mom is dead. You know, Snow yes. White's mom is dead. Oh, yeah. You know, Spider-Man's mom is dead. Like everybody's moms are dead. You know, and this is the cartoons the kids start watching. And they didn't even grow up with the mom because the mom is so busy. Every minute with the baby during the first two years matters a, a lifetime. I see. So that's my one advice. And communication is key. There's a saying, don't get mad at the fish if it can't climb the tree. You know your man. He knows his woman. You know his capabilities. You know what he's capable of doing. If he's not designed to be Mr. Mom... That's a whole nother type of a man, you know, yeah. maybe there's a mixture. So there's a lot of frustration that could build where this person is not being this totally different version of a person you've never met before that they don't even have training for. Yeah. Now you guys are butting heads. So, you know, it's, it's communication is important. I see. I see. I see. I, it's funny. You said that um, the mom has to rest for like two years. I actually told Mike that I need to rest for six months. No work. See, six okay. months. Yeah. Right now, I have to extend more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, two yes. years. Yeah. Uh, no, six months is where the fun begins, where they start crawling and you're laughing and they're responding yeah. back to you. They're crawling to you. Next thing you know, they're walking, they're falling, they're getting hurt, and you're there for their first boo boos. Like you have to. And next thing you know, they're opening drawers, the dangerous times of like getting mm-hmm. into danger, yeah. falling down the steps. And you're there like a hawk watching, keeping the baby safe. You know what that does to their confidence level as human beings? They just feel like the world is an amazing place. Yeah. 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 Six months. I can't wait enough. to have babies. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. It's a beautiful thing when you Tony's like, good luck, bro. <laughs> He actually, he was amazing. Like the first, I would say the first two years, he was just there to provide the aura of this is a good family. You guys have the Lion King providing you. What do you need? You need this class, this, do that, you know, <laughs> financially providing. And, but he was never the guy to change the diapers or do the the things that the mom should do. I did a few, feeding. but it was more like. Like you live in New York yeah. and you take the subway for fun, even yeah. though you have car. That, I did yeah. the diaper just oh, to experience and that, oh, the and diaper. And he would videotape you know? the whole experience because he went, "I've changed diapers. <laughs> <laughs> have you seen the video? <laughs> like, oh my god! Have you seen it hundred times? And meantime, I can't even take a shower because the baby's there. Yeah, you know. Yeah, but it's... I enjoyed it, and I was actually very much like. No, no, no. I can't miss one diaper change. Like yeah. I was very attached to my babies, yeah. you know, so I can't really understand the moms that are like, you know, throwing stuff on the dads because I didn't want to miss a second of 
Like, what's going on? Let me check. Is there anything? Is there a pimple? Is there a white spot? Is there, you know, you want to be very, is there a diaper rash? What cream are you using? Are you just using whatever Aquaphor everybody says? Huh? Are you really finding the best one to do the best way so there's no chemicals messing with your... No talcum do- powder. Yeah, and kids, you know, people hormones. getting cancer now, you know, ovarian cancer. I mean, toilet talcum. paper. Right. Toilet paper. You have to buy organic toilet paper. It can mess up the entire endocrine system and the hormones. Think about this. Mm. Most the sensitive wow. part of your body, is you're wiping it with toxic paper. Toxins now it's that cannot leave your yeah. body, yeah. Yeah. by the yeah. way. Yeah. It stays wow. there forever. So oh what are you doing God. to your kids with those wipes? This is Chemical why the mom wipes. needs to be so in tune. And that's really the first, the moment you get pregnant, research begins. Yeah. What are you going to change your Windex to? What's your cleaning product? You know, what's going to be your veggie wash product? Everything right? from the, the, Everything. the smelling stuff, the perfume, the plug-ins. Yes, the plug-ins. Oh, your yes. baby's breathing gone. in those chemicals. So Even as a pregnant woman, you you're not the, allowed to breathe these right. things. You treat the pregnancy like a, bi- a business, right? She's R&D. She's doing research and development. I don't yes. want to distract her. I want to provide a, a good yeah. environment like, you know, Google or Apple, right? You go to their facilities. It's all open. There's a pool table. It's comfortable. So you could be creative. You could think. Yeah. So I wanted her to let her loose in her mom world of research and development to be the best mom she could be without being interfering. Yeah. You know, so. I love that. I love yeah. that. Um, I want to ask you both about like, you know, since we're talking about relationship and marriage and kids, um, who was the first person who taught you about love? For the first time. Love? I think just watching my parents, they never divorced. They were together. You know, for me, just in having that situation and them, you know, loving each other. My dad was older so than my mom. He had me when he was 50. So he was an older dad. So I was very lucky. And my mom was an immigrant from Ecuador um, who also had it left Ecuador. I have a half brother. He's older than me to escape okay. a bad marriage. Mm-hmm. So she also was very appreciative of the United States, much like Teresa just said in the beginning. Um, and also appreciative of meeting a good man. She was very selective and she chose a good man. And, uh, and I recognize her honor to him and right. his honor to her. So that was yeah, really so what I learned. The first person would be your parents. Then. My parents. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How about you? Yeah, same. It yeah. always starts from the family. That's the first people you interact with. And again, your brain is developing in the first few years. So what you see is what gonna be what's your life gonna be like. Mm-hmm. My mom also cuddled us and nursed us. And actually when I was born, um, my country was going through a big situation yeah. where we didn't have electricity, we didn't have power, not a lot of food. Mm-hmm. And I I had bronchitis, like early bronchitis at six months old, where I could have died. Technically, because there was no medicine, like was very bad. Um, and so my mom coddled me a lot. My mom nursed me oh. skin to skin. Oh. So that was like pure love. And I, I believe in love. That's why our daughter's name is Love. Yeah. And our son's name is Legend. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's fantastic, you know. Um, what is your love language, though? You know, that's interesting. I don't know. I mean, I, I know a lot about the different love languages. I yeah. don't know what. My I mean, it could be language. your own love language. It doesn't need to be. So, for example, gifting, you know, saying affirmation, positive affirmation, quality time. So those there's some basic, but you can customate your own love language. I too. think like adding value for both of us. Yeah. Okay. He adds so. value to me daily. I add value to him daily. Yeah. 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 And we're that. filling the bucket of the family. Yeah. It's like we're like the two birds going and bringing stuff to our nest, you know? Yeah. We're very, like, family-oriented. And yeah. that's what keeps us so tight. Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah, I love that. I love that. Do you have any yeah, I just want to ask you guys, like, when you met Tony, you have a checklist. <laughs> <laughs> and what is the three checklists that are standing now when you meet him? It's like, whoa, check, 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 check. check, check, mm-hmm. check, check. <laughs> well, check number one was that he, he lived and honored his mother. For mm. me, as an Armenian woman, if a man respects and loves his mother, okay, I'll talk to you because you have values. You know, mm. um, second, he was very intelligent. Mm. That was, is. <laughs> <laughs> so the intelligence, the moment Anthony opens his mouth, like it's just the way he looks at life, you know, the way he dissects situations, life and people like he's not just street smart, which he grew up in the streets of Brooklyn. So he's street smart, but he's also book smart, which he was a dropout of college. So how are you book smart? He just has this brain that fascinates me every day. You know, it never grows old. So, you know, his, his family qualities, you know, his intelligence and, and his kindness. Yeah. Mm. He's very kind, very giving at any point. Like anybody can call him. Like he has 1.5 million followers on, on Instagram. Yeah. People message him. This guy, will be up at midnight responding. Hey man, you know, you know, if you want, I can refer you to a good coach. I could tell him to give you a good price. If you want to lose the weight, watch my docu, it'll inspire you. Check in with me, you know? And like, it's just kindness, you know? This guy would, you know, donate money into these organizations that had things to do with underprivileged men who are down out and want to, you know, start their lives again. So that just goes to show the quality of the person he is. Mm-hmm. Right, right. I love that. And when at the time that he do transformation, when did you do like at least like 12 surgery, right? I did the one surgery, which was a seven hours, uh, the yeah. loose skin surgery. Yeah, that's loose skin. That was loose skin yeah. surgery. Yeah. And in fact, we just... Um, had a documentary uh, premiere at Redcon Gym in Boca. That's why the timing of this was perfect yeah. because uh, yesterday, last night. It was this night, Saturday, yeah. Yeah, and so it was incredible. And it was about a kid that was 500 pounds. And I got him a, a loose skin surgery that was like $50,000 for free. And we oh. put it in a documentary and he almost died in the documentary. Okay. He survived. He looks incredible. He became a world champion transformation bodybuilder uh 2023 but in my documentary yeah it was risky you know when you're obese 315 pounds um you're obviously not eating well and you don't know and I was already having health complications so then I trained really hard and lost the weight in a relatively fast period of time Mm -hmm. and you don't you're putting your body through more stuff with the burpees and the jumps and the bodybuilding and the running and all of this kind of stuff putting trauma to your body then you're sitting in the surgery table for seven hours. So there was a risk. There's always a risk. Go under the knife. Yeah. There's a risk giving birth. Mothers yeah. die. Yeah. Giving birth. It doesn't matter. So it was risky. And, um, you know, we were concerned. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, where there's risk, there's reward. So, yeah. you know, obviously I made it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So so when you have like a blood pouch, blood blood, yeah. and you have 2,000 stitches. Yes. What is your thought in mind? Like, Tony, is there anything that you can stop at that point that? You keep going or you should stop or not? No, I mean, I'm never going to stop him from who he wants to be in this yeah. life. And like, were you, were you scared for scared him? For like, oh, absolutely. Nervous, I actually you know? didn't want him to do the surgery yeah. because yeah. I 
believe in the meridians and the lymphatic system and you know the lymphatic drainage is straws like once you cut them stitch them what if you're stitching the straws this way right but there's actually ways to repair all of that which we're actually doing that right now there's always a way around everything he was going to do it no matter what so i had to be the support person you know (laughs) wiping his butt (laughs) i actually was so upset he put that in the back i was like you're making me like you know a butt wiper like i don't want people to see i did that he's like no babe it shows how much you love me and it was like you know and it's funny enough everyone who comments they all comment about that scene you know oh man your wife you know was wiping your butt so it became a famous scene but all you can do is support him i mean to be honest there was a lot of trauma to his body where he needed to hold my hand to fall asleep his hands were cold for days Mm. so there was not a lot of blood flow so i would warm um baggies you know what was it called like the warm bags yeah, microwave. Like and so he would hold them but on top of that so we had all hands on deck it's very important if you're going through something so traumatic you must have a team we had my mom and we had my mother-in-law um we had our cleaning lady right so like the house was being cleaned you know my mother-in-law was cooking and stuff like that my mom was taking care of the kids so i could be at his discretion so mm-hmm. i would basically i would be nursing the kids to sleep one unplugged asleep, one unplugged asleep. So instead of like falling asleep, I would go to him to put him to sleep. So he was like a baby all over again. He couldn't do many things for himself. You know, he needed that kind of emotional support. He could not go to sleep. And in the middle of his sleep, he would jump up like having a nightmare of some sort. And I'd be like, it's okay, go to sleep. But my mom was instrumental because she would be asleep with the kids in case they woke up and needed to be nursed. So my mom would bring and give me, you know, the baby to nurse take him back up, you know, so it was a very good group effort. And so if my mom was up, let's say the previous night, the grandma switched this, you know, the next grandma was up at night, you know, taking care of the baby. So it was a hard time because legend was just um, a year old. Mm -hmm. So he was still waking up frequently. I never sleep trained my kids. So they, they did their whole sleep pattern the way they did it. And we just adjusted around them. Mm -hmm. So to do that on top of, you know, to do his surgery on top of all of that. Of course. And my daughter at that time was booking the most amount of commercials. <laughs> she was flying high, booking this, booking that. And they wanted the real mom book. So I have to now wake up, not look tired and be on set and do a yeah. commercial, oh, run wow. back and take care of his frozen hands and pay, put him to sleep. So I like, you know, at one point as a mom, you find out there is no limit to me. Right. And I keep ma- uh, like you talk about manifestations and stuff. You know, right. I keep saying that I'm unlimited. Yeah. So the moment I wanted to break down and I wanted to say, oh, my gosh, I'm so tired. Then I would just write it down. I'm unlimited. I'm unlimited. Yeah. I'm unlimited. And then Incredible. I'm like, OK, let's go. Let's do it. Let's do it. These people de- depend on me, you know. Yeah. And you just find the strength. And then you watch movies. There's a lot of movies in wars and this and people in worse situations. Then you're like, oh, my gosh, <clears throat> I'm sitting in the middle of the United States. It's amazing. I have hot water, cold water. I have organic fruits. I have yeah. great yeah. things. I have a mm-hmm. car. I have a, you know, a person who comes and cleans my house, you know, yeah. Yeah. and everybody can afford that these days. I feel yes. like a $200 a week, something, you know, for somebody to come and tidy up your house where you're not stressed out, bending yeah. forwards and feeling like yeah. you're doing yeah. this job. Yeah. Your, your intelligence can be spent, you know, in other places. Yeah. So then you start appreciating you're like, what am I complaining? A few hours of sleep. It's temporary. Let's just go. I love that you seek yeah. help. I think yes. that's like one of the main problems for most moms, right? They do mm. all the thing because they want to be selfless. 
No. You get help. You have to seek help. I mm. actually, there are so many situations that, and it's always like, I always say God blesses me with answers, but I'm a very open person. If I have a problem, my son was having an issue latching on. He would make this clicking sound and he would unlatch and burp. And it was like weird because I'm like, I, I need to nurse this baby for two years. This is not working. So then I start Instagram, Facebook, mom groups. Do you know why this is happening? Do you know why this is happening? He's doing this weird thing. He's clicking. He's doing, I videotape it. I send it to this one. I send it to, soon enough, people found out he has a lip tie and tongue tie. What the heck is that? Yeah. You know, it's because I was taking too much folic acid prescribed by my midwife, which is actually don't take any folic acid, please. Okay. You know, do your research. I'm not saying any medical oh, wow. advice, but that was wrong for me right. because um, it can actually give your baby lip tie, tongue tie and yes. many other health complications, yes. especially if it's unmethylated vitamin Bs. You should be drinking methylated vitamin Bs because methylated. some of our bodies cannot even methylate those things. Yes. You know, a lot of us have MTHFR gene mutation, which the 10X doctor, what's his name? Yeah. He's, he's amazing. He talks about it a lot and half the population has at least one of this gene mutation and some others have two, which make it hard, you know, to methylate. So you just seek if something is off with your baby, you notice there's a purple dark under eye today. What is it? Send pictures. Find your group of moms that you trust. They'll get the skin rash too, right? They'll get this skin dry rash. skin. Uh, it's a lot of different know, things. Jaundice, whatever. It's like a it's like a roller coaster. So unless you seek answers, you're gonna make wrong choices because you're gonna be paranoid. You're gonna freak out. You're gonna follow doctors' advice, and that's not always the best advice because right. they don't know your baby. They don't know what you've done in your life. They don't really look through the history, the genetics and what's really happening. Only you could know. If eating you ask. mercury, you might have mercury in your system. Mm. What is it from? Dental work or is yes. it from all the sushi you're eating? Mm. Yeah. Right? Yes. Yeah. A lot of different things that happen. Yeah. So, you know, trial and error, but we've, we've learned a lot. But again, and it's not scary. It's, it's really just having that circle of breastfeeding moms. This is what I, if a mom is breastfeeding, you can trust their opinion, you know, because they're concerned about their baby's happiness, you know, yeah. not not to crap on other moms who are busy, who do need to work, who do, you know, maybe some of them stop producing milk. By the way, if you're pumping, you are most likely going to lose your milk because mm. if your child is not latching and there's not chemical reaction of the milk to be delivered, it's going to stop and dry up, you know. So that's my advice. Find a group of mom moms and ask them everything that freaks you out everything that seems slightly different than yesterday you ask it's you a, ask it's like look you guys are in the airbnb business right yeah so you got in that business selfishly you want to succeed you want to make money imagine you get an airbnb business and you don't clean it you don't advertise yeah. it, you don't market it mm, yeah. you get bad ratings yeah. people have children it's a selfish act you want to be happy you want to make you know grow and then you don't do the breastfeeding and you don't do the research and you don't do this and you don't get and the you don't right. do the right thing. And for then, then all of a sudden you yeah. abandon it like an Airbnb. You don't care about it. It doesn't yeah. get right. Yeah. The kids, then, then you're not close to your kid yeah. and then you're busy working and you're not, then why have the kid in the first place? Why buy the property in the first place? You're yeah. not going to make the mortgage payments. You're yeah. not going to do it. That's the same thing with the kid. It's a mm. business, the yeah. business of happiness. Yeah. 
Thank you so much for giving yes. your a wonderful time for being here with us. Yes. Yes. Thank There's you for having us too. Insight. We yes. have a lot of insight. Before you go, I want to ask, um, what's your astrological sign? I'm uh, a Leo. You're Leo? Leo yeah. Okay. I'm a Gemini. You're a Gemini. That's why you're so resourceful. I'm like, yeah, Teresa must be Gemini. Oh, Because really? my moon is Gemini. Ah, because, okay. Because like, always like, you're always forever student. Uh-huh. You want to learn. Yeah. Like, you have a lot of resources. That's right. So yeah. So if I need something, I know. I need to talk to Teresa. <laughs> Absolutely. You have a lot Anytime. of information. I love that. Thank you. Yeah, Thank you. Thank you so much for being here with us. Thank you for your time. And uh, hopefully, we look forward to the biohacking documentary. Yes, yes. biohacking. We have uh, Fat Lolly, the Six Pack Lolly, yeah. the Super Lolly, Skin yes. Deep. And that, those are out right now yeah. on all the Guru streaming Guru Farah dropping this right. December. Yeah. Major mega stars. We've got about 30 million followers. If you combine all of our athlete stars that are in the documentary, talking about our lead star, who the story is about. Incredible mm-hmm. story of suffering and human resilience. That's coming this December on Amazon Prime and more platforms. Oh, yeah. And then Biohacking will drop in, in April. Yeah. Part mm-hmm. one. Part yeah. two. Wow, probably end of summer. Summer. I'm excited for <laughs> I'm that. excited yes. for you guys. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of information, honestly. What we learn, we want to, you know, tell the people. Yes. And there's yes. that opportunity now. Again, yeah. America provides you with, you know, the cameras that you can get, the people that you can get. They film your experience. You're able to, you know, we're lucky enough to be financially stable where we can actually yes. go into these journeys and study yeah. and maybe make some errors and maybe, you know, lose some money. Yeah. But you know what? We can actually bring that experience and what we did find out so people don't have to go through the waste of time and waste of finances. They can just go straight to the chase. Yeah. Thank you for all your work. So yes. your work. Yeah. What a dream team. What a dream team. Yeah. yeah. Say Thank hello you so to love and Yeah, we legend. say hello to <laughs> love and legend. Thank you. Thank you. We'll do. <laughs> all right. Okay. All right.